Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Let's Chat. I know it's been a while. Hey, life is life. I've been planning a wedding, being a mom, working, and just taking time out for myself. However, for those of you who have listened throughout the year in 15 countries, uh, thank you. I know I have not dropped a lot of content, but you guys have shown up and shown out for you, girl, in the numbers and in the views. Thank you. I did not expect my Spotify wrapped up to be what it was, um, but you guys have proved me wrong and you've told me that you like hearing what I have to say. So for that, thank you so much. I did not expect that. Um, and if you guys are still interested to know what I'm going to talk about next, stay tuned. Okay, guys, so this episode is going to be about fake friends. And this one is, I've been debating, as I always do, right? I have, I keep telling you that I have so much content because there's so much stuff that goes on in my life behind the scenes that I rarely talk about, but I know is super juicy and it will get the people going. Trust me. My life is not boring at all. Um, But I'm just very, I'm a private person. And I think this episode would get you to understand a little bit more about me and why I'm a little bit more reclusive than I was before. Um, And so I don't know if I mentioned the title because I just felt like I just started rambling, but it's about fake friends. And the reason why I'm discussing this is because it's been all over social media, in the media, and probably in the conversations that you're probably having personally with friends and family. But it's about Shanquel Robinson, a 25-year-old who went to Cabo with six of her friends and ended up dead the next day. These six friends um, told her mom that she died of alcohol poisoning when in actuality, Shanquel died of a broken spine and neck at the hands of her so-called friends. Um, We did not know this information until a video was released of her quote-unquote best friend taking a video of her and another friend literally beating and dragging her ass while she was naked and then telling her to fight back. That video um yeah, that gave me real life trauma, shock. Brought back some PTSD because I was in a situation like Shanquao. I don't really talk about this. I think I've mentioned it to maybe a very few close friends. Um because it really did rattle me and it shocked me that you could be around people consistently, party with them, go out with them. They hang out in your space where you live. You watch movies together, you kiki, you laugh, and they don't really fuck with you like that. And you end up throwing hands. 
I've been in that situation. And worse, I've been in that situation out of state with friends. This whole situation, I understand. And I've been in this situation twice. And actually leading up to me leaving the country and pursuing my master's. Oh my God. It's it's all coming back to me, y'all. It's all coming back to me. Um, whew, this... This story means so much because to be in a state of shock and to be around people, spend your coin to be around people who you think have good intentions and all the while they're plotting, they're scheming, they feel some type of way about you and they're going to use this opportunity to tell you exactly how you feel out of your comfort zone, out of your place of safety and connections and whatever that you may have to rely on. And you are the only one who has your back. And if you are like a Shanquel, like I am, you're non-confrontational. You're not a fighter. I mean, you will fight if you have to, because I will throw them hands if I have to, but I'm not going to put my hands on you. Like that's not my first (laughs) cause of action to do. Um, it's a scary feeling and to be surrounded around to be surrounded by people and feel that level of shock and betrayal i i can't imagine what her final hours or minutes were cuz they said that after she got her ass beat down by people who claimed they were her friends and by multiple people at that girl was jumped in a sense. Um, She passed away 15 minutes after her injuries. She literally arrived, called her mom, was super excited about spending time with her friends and literally lost her life at the hands of these so-called friends. It's disgusting it's despicable and it's a it's a cautionary tale um one that i went through multiple times unfortunately but i got it and once i got it there was no looking back so i know y'all probably like salivating like oh my god what happened girl give us the tea okay here's the tea i have two incidents i don't necessarily remember which one comes first um because these are memories i tried to block out when you hear it, you would understand why. Um, but, um, okay. I'll start with the first one. I'll start with the first one. Um, the first one, um, it was, I lived, this is, should I say where I live? Of course. Fuck that. I lived in, I lived in DC at the time. Um, and actually I lived in DC and then I moved to Virginia. Um, no, sorry. What am I? I did move to Virginia one time to move closer to work, Pentagon city area. Um, but at one time I did live in the heart of DC. Uh, loved it. It was okay. It was, it was a vibe. It was a vibe. It was a vibe. Then I had to move anyways. But, um, I, 
when I was in DC, um, I moved to Maryland and, um, it was actually off uh, of a roommate. So it was a friend of mine who I knew in college cause we had mutual friends. And at the time her really good friend was my roommate at the time in college. And so we all like, we would kick it at the house. We would do stuff from time to time. Like it was always love. Like it was always love. Okay. Never a problem. Always love. Um, and so I think there was like one night we ran into each other and we were talking and she was saying she was looking for a roommate. And I was like, oh, bet. Like, I would love to roommate with a fellow Hamptonian. Like, and we are cool. Like, we got along at at school. We had same mutual friends. Like, it was always love. So I was so excited. It was a little bit out the way for me work-wise, but I I really wanted to be around people that I knew, right? So you know, it was cool. So we moved in, everything was good. And we had this friend. I also knew her at school, never had no problems with each other. As I said, we ran in the same circles. So it was all love. As I thought, I mean, I would talk to this girl solo. We would talk on the phone when she came to the house, when I finally moved in, or I mean the apartment, when I finally moved in, it was all love. It never gave me bad vibes. Never. We would party together. We would get dressed together. We would do our makeup together. Like it was always good. I never had the inclination of what was going to happen. Never in my life. Never, never. Um, anyways, I remember it was, I don't know. It's so crazy because everything seemed back to back. Um, and so I was with my neighbor and she was like, oh, I'm going to, I think it was like Memorial Day weekend. I don't even know. It was some weekend. Right. And, um, she was like, Hey, I am going to this house party from people who also went to school with us. I didn't know whose house party it was. I was like, okay, cool. I'll come. Oh my God. I went. I stepped in and the minute I saw my college bully and his little peoples, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> because mind you, I don't know, episodes back, I told y'all I got bullied by this guy in college who thought I played him and it went on for four years and it wasn't until a friend of mine actually um, participated in their fraternity pageant. And then, I mean, I went through the humiliation, the jokes all through that only at the end to apologize to him. Cause I, I really don't know what the fuck I did to him for years. Um, or even in the beginning initially, but just to be like, you know what? Like, I just need to get this off my chest. Like I, this has been going on for far too long. I really did not, you don't even know me. <laughs> And this is just crazy. And then after all of that, everything seemed to like calm down. People started talking to me. People who never used to talk to me before didn't even know they even fucking knew my name. Actually did. It was crazy. But anyways, I went into their place. Mind you, we have graduated now. We have left campus. And that energy and vibe was still there. And um, it was really uncomfortable. Like it was so uncomfortable. Mind you, I told you I am non-confrontational. 
Maybe that's why that bullshit happened for so long because I never addressed it because I was just more so on that I'm going to ignore the bullshit and keep it moving. So I was already uncomfortable and I spent majority of my time staying away or just being really strategic about where I was in the house and then going outside and really catching up with my best friend and be like, oh my God, guess what the fuck? Um, and then strategically he would come out too. It's Anyways, <laughs> if you're listening... Hey, what's up? Hope you're doing well. Hope we have grown from the bullshit and the stupidity. <laughs> oh, what about stupidity? I can't even talk. Oh my god. Anyways, I hope you're good. Um, but I'm just, I'm just telling my truth. So please, don't feel yourself away. And if you do, mm, I don't give a fuck. Anyways, keep it moving. So yeah, so that was kind of the run up. So just imagine. Like that happening and you're feeling some type of way. You're just like, what the fuck? Like I left college. Like this should not be happening. We're all grown making money in the big city. Come on. So I had that. And then I remember like, I think it was like the following weekend. Yeah. There was this big concert that was happening in Philly. And my roommate at the time was like, Jen, come with us. And I did not want to go. I did I had no I had no intention of wanting to go. Like I didn't desire to go. Um I think Jill Scott was like the lead headline act and it was all this Philly love kind of thing going on. I think it was like a local festival. I really didn't care. Plus I didn't have accommodation. Plus I was working the next day. Can you just imagine like all of these things, like I just did not plan. And it was kind of like spurred on me last minute. But I got on with my roommate and her cousin. And the person that I thought was our mutual friend too, who always came, as I told you, came to the house. We would do our makeup. We would kiki. We'd go party. I would talk to her on the phone. We would text. Like She was like, oh, she's going too. So she was like, oh, she can take you. So I'm thinking they had already had a conversation. So I was like, you know what? She can, she can take me, and when I mean she can take me, meaning that she can take me back home, cause she wasn't staying over as well. So I was just like, oh, okay. Well, if that's the case, cool. I'll ride down with y'all. So we riding down, and everything is cool. And then we get to Philly, and. We all, like, it was just all three of us, and, you know, we taking pictures, and, you know, we having fun, and then we meet up with everybody, and this mutual friend who I would call um, Kaylee, that's not her real name, just just for y'all who just trying to, who know me, be like, oh, is there a Kaylee? No, I don't know any Kaylee. It's just the made up name. But let's just call her Kaylee because I can't just keep calling her the mutual friend. Um, So Kaylee, we all meet up and her attitude is stank. And instantly I'm like, there's a problem. And I'm like, what the fuck? Clueless. Absolutely clueless. I don't know where this bad vibes is coming from. I have no clue. So I'm like, does she not want me here? Like, I don't understand. And um, so then we split groups. So my roommate, 
um, realizes, mm, okay, something's off. So we're talking about it. And I'm like, I don't understand. And she's like, I don't get it too. Like everyone's confused. And I'm just like, okay, I, I'm ready to go. I know I just got here, but I'm literally ready to go. And then on top of that, I'm like, see, I never wanted to be here in the first place. Never wanted to be here in the first place. So now I'm in a place where I really don't want to be. And now the whole energy and vibe is telling me that. Okay. So we go to the concert and we're not as a collective group. It's two different groups. The vibe is just off. And I'm just like, you know what? This is, this is crazy. I'm ready to go. So anyways, the concert's over. We're leaving. And now it's time for us to, to leave, to exchange cars. So my roommate goes over to Kaylee and is like, hey, you know, Jen's going to ride with you. And she was like, who said she's going to ride with me? And I'm like, it, what? What you mean? And I'm like, I thought, and I'm looking at my roommate, like, I thought y'all discussed this. And then she was like, so my roommate is going back and forth with her, like, what's the problem? Like, why can't Jim ride back with you back to the DMV? Like, what's going on? And she's like, I never agreed to that and did it. Like, she's going off. And I'm like, huh. I thought I was your friend, though. So she was like, and she ain't going to give me gas money. I was like, if gas money is what you need, now me, I, I get an attitude. Because I'm like, if you was wanting me to pay for gas, that's not a problem. Let me go to the ATM real quick. So I walked over to ATM with my roommate. And I'm like, what the fuck? Pull out my money for gas more than what I would have normally contributed. Just to make a point. And she was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, this is crazy. Mind you. We are in another city, another state. Fuck a city. It is nighttime. There is no way for me to get back home at this time. And on top of that, I have work the next morning. My friend, my roommate, she was a friend, but my roommate was staying over. She had accommodations. Okay. So I'm like, how the fuck am I? I going to get back tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Like I could have been chilling right now at home in the bed, stress-free. Now I'm in a completely different state, a festival. Everyone's wrapping up and my so-called ride, who was my so-called friend, is pulling an attitude on me. I'm stranded. What the fuck? So everyone's going back and forth. And then all of a sudden, she starts getting real disrespectful. Real disrespectful. And then she comes in my face. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Mind you, I have my purse on me that has some alcohol. And she's in my face, yapping, 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 yapping. The minute I see her hand come up to my face, it's pound time. Like, I just automatically... Start swinging. I start swinging because I I knew what it was. I when you know someone's energy and you see someone square up to you, like you either just gonna be a shankwell and you gonna eat them hits because you are so shocked and and confused in days that your friend 
would actually do something like that to you and violate you, or you going to protect. I'm always a... <laughs> I'm going to protect and ask questions later. And so we are scrapping in the middle of the street. I've always looked down at people that always scrapped in the middle of the street. And I pull out a bottle and I hit her on the head with it because I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, you're coming for me like this and I've never come for you. Oh, I'm coming. I am coming for you hard. I do not advocate fighting or putting your hands on anybody but I do advocate self-defense I'm just gonna leave that where that is and I just remember this white girl and her group of friends running oh my god stop stop the cops are coming and clearly at this point she's tore up she ripped my blouse okay and um I'm pissed. I'm crying because when I get really upset, (laughs) I cry (laughs) because I'm sensitive. (sighs) If y'all didn't know, I'm sensitive. I care. I care to a fault sometimes. Um, So I'm crying because I'm just like, how did I get here? How was I so blindsided by this? This was never my friend ever and I just ran back all the times he was kikiing in the house and doing makeup in the bathroom and in my room chit-chatting and going to the club and even in college and just all like it just did not make sense and all I was thinking about was I think I had a little scratch I think she scratched me like or whatever. So I'm here. And then my roommate is like, what the fuck? Her cousin is like, yo, what the fuck? And her cousin, I mean, she cool or whatever, but she here like, oh my God. And she laughing and she joking because it's wow, It's crazy. And that makes me even more offended because <laughs> I'm like, you see, like people ain't really for you. Like people claim like they're your friends or they like you. That's just fake. Fake as hell. So, um, my roommate who realized she got me in this position because we wasn't riding back clearly, um, she had to forfeit her hotel, which I felt really bad for. And we drove back to, um, we drove back and we didn't get back to like three, four o'clock in the morning. And I woke up and I went straight to work and everybody was like, oh my God, what happened? Like you have a little scratch and I had a had to make this whole thing up and it was it was it was very hurtful I'm not even gonna lie to you that ride back I was absolutely devastated mind you I think I was leaving to go to the UK to get my master's within maybe one to two months so and if for y'all who didn't know, I also had a acceptance letter from Georgetown and I was weighing the option of going to either Georgetown and continue working um, or 
pursuing this opportunity in the UK. And this was like the final stamp where I was like, fuck it, I'm going. I'm going. I cannot be in the DMV area anymore because I don't understand what's going on, but I don't feel (laughs) safe anymore. I really don't. Like, so I was just like, new opportunity, new experience. I'm going to take it. And I did. I did just that. So that's experience number one. And that girl never apologized, never expressed why she did what she did. Um, and, uh, yeah, it still leaves a big question mark. Um, but that was, that was the, the nail in the coffin for me. Um, yeah, that, that hurt. (laughs) I ain't gonna lie to y'all. It took me by surprise and I mean, I never put my hands on anybody since high school <laughs> when I had to fight this girl named Shawana Leslie who did not like me because of a boy. A boy liked me. He was very popular, very cute, but I didn't even like him. I was friends with her. I did not like him. He liked me, so she took her anger out on me. And then I had to put hands on her a year later because she was trying me. I told you I am non-confrontational, so I can try to endure bullshit until... I can't no more. So can you imagine that happening in like 10th, 11th, 10th grade and then never putting your hands on anyone since? And mind you, I told y'all I have put up with bullshit from people for reasons unknown. (laughs) And so this time I did. And this was what? My first year after college, yeah, I had literally just had a year out from college. So I was still super young, but it was just mind boggling to me that this actually happened to me. Um, And um, I just could imagine, like, I just keep thinking about what Shanquel was thinking when her friend was putting her hands on her and she literally did not fight back like I can imagine what that pain felt like physically and internally like there's so many thoughts going through your head like and I'm telling you it really does catch you by surprise because there's a difference when you know people don't fuck with you and it's very clear and it's that hidden I don't like you and I'm gonna go talk about that that's my second instance but It's a pain that you will never forget. Um, And so the second one, as I told you, this kind of happened within the three, four month time frame. This all happened in the summer (laughs) before I went to go get my master's. Um, So um, once again, mutual friends in college. And um, this girl, I will call her Lauren. Her name is not Lauren. I have to just say again, there's a, there was a lot of Laurens at college, but her name was not Lauren. Okay. Um, but we had mutual friends and 
I mean, mutual friends to the point where I, I mean, like I consider these people like my, like my friends, like we will all hang out. We will like outside of her, like I legit had friendships. And even then <laughs> these friendships intersected in so many different ways. So, you know what I'm saying? So, and we all adapted and became friends or so I thought, um, but I just always felt like there was just like this slight annoyance from her. Like every time I came around and I'm like, why don't you, I never understood it. Cause I, I wanted to get to know her because we all had the same friendship group. We all hung out. Like I didn't understand why. And I just didn't understand why, but I knew that there was a little something there, but it was never expressed. Right. Never expressed verbally to me. Um, and it was subtle, but it was, it was enough for me to just bookmark, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, this person, mm, there's something there and I had no clue. Right. Okay, cool. So that was college and it kind of had that vibe. And then it wasn't until homecoming. There was a guy that she really, really liked. I didn't really care for the guy at all. I thought he was really nice, but I didn't care for him. I had my own situation going on. So I think the guy expressed that he liked me and she felt some type of way. And I was seeing it. I don't know. It was weird. I'm like, I don't even like him. But she got mad that he liked me, which I think actually then fueled on her additional dislike of me, which I don't understand what the initial dislike was because we never hung out personally and we never, I don't know. Eh, uh, I don't know. I can't tell y'all for real, for real. Um, but anyways, mind you, post-college now and she is getting her graduate degree and everyone's going to support I'm that type of person. I want to support too. I go. I even talked to her because I actually went to the casino the night before and I lost my wallet. I ended up retrieving my wallet back um, before I left. But I, I was like, oh my God, I don't want to go out there with my passport because I know I'm traveling soon um, for school. And I, I that's just too risky. And she was like, no, I understand. So I kept her in the loop. I got my got my wallet back, made it out with my friends and we rode out to go see her. And so day one, we got there. It was cool. It was cool. I even used my makeup to get her together. You know what I'm saying? That's my friend. Or so I thought. Um, And uh, I think it was like day two and we were all going out. She was in the, um, she was still back at her apartment and everybody was like, oh my God, I'm so bored. Like they were just complaining, bitching. And I was like, shouldn't we tell her this instead of bitching behind her back? And everyone was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So everyone's all gassed up. And I'm like, you know what? I'll say something because I don't like talking about people behind their back. Never been that type of person. Like you got like, just say what it is. Like, if you feel some stuff, just say it. And you don't have to be nasty with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can just speak your truth without 
Making somebody feel some type of way. So I said it and obviously she came for me so hard and we got into it and everybody was like, oh my God. Like, I mean, when, you know, all the, (laughs) all the visual or whatever that she was thinking for me for years, oh, it all came out that night. And when I tell you I was ready to go, I was ready to go. But once again, my money was tied up. I was moving all, shipping all my stuff from D.C. back to Texas. And then I had already tied up my money from uh, flights going to the U.K. and everything that had to do with, you know, grad school. So once again, I'm in a situation where I cannot leave. And I was shocked. I think everybody was shocked. And they probably already knew that she really wasn't feeling no type of way about me because, you know, people love to talk behind your back. Um, But the fact that it came out, I think that's what the shock was. And nothing was ever the same after that. I'm going to tell you that. And I remember being like, I really came out here with genuine intentions. I spent my own coin to celebrate and acknowledge you. And... This is how you repay me. When I tell y'all that the person that I am today is molded from my experiences of mistreatment from other people. When I don't know how I mistreated them. Um... Yeah, that's why I harp so much on communication Um, and being honest because there's so many question marks I had. When I tell you I learned a lot in college, (laughs) not only from an academic point of view, but from a social point of view, from a friendship point of view, from an emotional point of view, like the really outgoing, bubbly girl that I was became so guarded and it kept up um, throughout the years because that's why my circle is so small. And for the people who really do know me and who know my friends, they were like, oh my God, like they're so shocked. Like they'd be like, Jennifer, you are this, you are that positive things to say. Um, But it's so hard for me to get to that point with people because my experience has shown otherwise that people will just not like you for reasons unknown. And I don't like living in that type of energy and that type of space. And so I am quick to pull myself, withdraw from situations. Well, first of all, I'm quick to call a thing a thing. Let's just say that. Whether people want to agree or not because of their alliances and their friendships that they have and their experiences, that's cool. But I'm cool to call a thing a thing. You should not mistreat me. You should not disrespect me off of what? Oh, I don't think I like you. Oh, you come. Shut up. Shut up. You don't know me enough to say I don't like you. And trust me, I'm not a rude, disrespectful person when you meet me. I say hi, I greet people, I I move in the way that I would want to be treated. So because I know I move in that way, any slight of disrespect that I get, I know you bad vibes. You're not even giving someone a chance. 
is disgusting because I don't, I don't move that way. And I know my fiance says, Jennifer, your level of expectations for people shouldn't be that high, but I expect people to be decent, to be kind and to be treated in the same manner that they would like to be treated. We always talk about, you know, we talk about a whole bunch of stuff and a lot of people, their actions don't precede them. Like there's so much hate in this world. We see how we black people get treated by others just solely off of, cause we have black skin. They don't know nothing about this. We hate that feeling. Yeah, we are so quick to spew that same level of vitriol, hate, and bad vibes. Do you know this person? Have you ever held a conversation with this person? Have you ever been around this person? No, I just don't like this person. Or I know my friend doesn't fuck with this person, so I don't fuck with this person. What the hell? What? Foolishness. Absolute foolishness. So with all of these situations, I found myself going in. Like, who are you to deserve? (laughs) Jennifer, who are you to deserve the humor, the funniness, the loyalty, the love, the caring, like the everything? Who are you to get that from me? And that's how I treated people. And you know what's so funny? Because a lot of people would always say, oh, Jennifer, I thought you were standoffish. Why? Because, like, I would always ask, like, what made you think? Oh, because you just always seem together and you always seem to know what you want. And and I'm like, wow. And it's crazy how people would judge you without ever really getting to know you. Without ever really having a conversation with you. It's crazy that you can summarize somebody without ever speaking to them. I never understood that. Ever. I'm at school of journalism. I like asking questions. I'm a very inquisitive person. I love getting to know people. And then when I realized that people did not like getting to know me back, not everybody, because, hey, I mean, I'm not a despicable person. Like, people love me. People are my friends, people like, but there's just, maybe I just wasn't the cool kid, you know, like I wasn't cool enough for certain groups of people to be like, oh, we should care. And I never treated people poorly. I never shamed. I never embarrassed. I never did. I never dragged. And I, I just, I didn't care for that. I really wanted genuine friendships with people who cared about what I like to care about. Black girl who's educated, who's smart, who's cultured who loves anime, but who could also watch, <laughs> watch, you know, hood shit, who can also watch Spanish films, who could also love this type of music and be into pop and into, into country and into this. I'm very versatile. I'm very diverse because I love learning about people, things, places, different cultures. Like I'm not, it's not just a portion of me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not just this. So because I'm just this and I listen to this, then that's all I should pair up with and be friends with. No, absolutely not. Cause that's, that is not a representation of our world and my world that I actually live in. So, huh. 
when I tell y'all college was, I loved college, but at the same time, man, the lessons that I learned was hard. It was hard. And imagine all of these things happening to you. I mean, I started college. I had just turned 16 my freshman year. I graduated in May. I just turned 16 and I started freshman year in September. I was 16 years old. So my bullying experience started when I was 16 years old by a boy who I was on the phone with, who I got off the phone with because I felt uncomfortable because he had a group of people on the phone and I thought we were having a private conversation and I didn't understand what was going on. So I dismissed myself. That's what stemmed four years of bullying. Mind you, I did not talk to him after that conversation. (laughs) So four years of whatever he said stemmed and then all these other things I told you about. So I realized like I could be myself, but I couldn't really be myself to everybody. I was very guarded. And so to link back to Jean-Quel, I this one really got me because I can imagine being that vulnerable and that confused. It's really the confusion and the hurt because it's like, damn, because now you're replaying every conversation, every experience, every everything and being like, so when did you not like me or did you not like me this whole time? Like it's, it's a mind fuckery. It is. It does something to you. And she ended up losing her life. Just sit there. I ended up (laughs) going to the UK, getting my master's, and creating a whole life for me for nine years over there. That's what happened. And I'm still here to talk to y'all about it. I'm alive, I'm well, I'm loved, I'm cared for. She's not. Her life is over, unfortunately. And all the real people who loved her are grieving right now. And we are seeking and awaiting justice for her untimely death. And I, when I tell y'all There needs to be, (laughs) I won't even say that, just the level of discernment that you need to have around folks. You know when you have a hating ass friend. You know when you have a friend who might be jealous of you. Those little slick comments or I'm just joking and mm mm-mm. Because you never want to hurt. I never want to hurt the ones that I love with my words. But if you come for me, I'm going to come for you. Listen, that's me. Because I <laughs> I don't come for people. I don't. Because I know what that feels like. 
I know what that feels like. So I'm very guarded with what I say and how I say things. But I never intentionally come for people. Now, if you come in for me, oh, yeah, I'm going to shade your ass back. Oh, because I'm going to let you know, too, like, you can get this, this verbal back and forth. Oh, I'm here all day for it. But I don't seek to do that because why? If I say I care for you, if you're my friend, why would I want to destroy you with my words? Why? Never been that person. I've been on the receiving end of that, but I've never been that person. Mm-mm. That's not me. Um, And so I just say to all y'all who are in this situation or have been in this situation or you have an inclination that your friend is really your friend of me or an op or something like, take it seriously. Preserve your peace. Preserve your peace. My friendship group is really small. It is really small. But I appreciate them. A hundred percent. I really do. I really do. Um, and for those who have quote unquote friends that you have an issue with, have you communicated this with them or are you just expecting them to know because I have a, I had a story of that too I mean I have a story for every situation I had just short story just real quick I had a friend who I thought was a really really close friend who I offended who I didn't know I offend so for when I graduated she wasn't there um and then she and we just stopped talking and I was and after all the bullshit that I went through I was not going to seek her out because I was just like that's not a friendship to do. And then years later she contacted me and was like I was mad at you because I felt like you slighted me cuz and I don't even recall what I said or what the offense was even though she said it. I don't even recall that. And I said you waited this long and you were supposed to be my closest friend? Wow. So, thank God for growth. I mean, at that point, I kind of was like, mm, okay, thank you for letting me know. Thank you for clearing your conscience. Thank you for going to God about it. But the hurt and the damage is already done. It's done. Because I'm the type of person, and granted, I was really upset with my best friend on some bullshit. I stopped talking to her. That is the one mistake that I always say I regret to this day for reasons that I'm not even going to disclose. But I did go back to her and tell her and we realized was like, what the fuck? Like, what were we arguing about? What we were mad about? Don't even, I can't even tell you what it was. This is a girl I met. She was the first person I met when I went on campus because she, she was the first person I met. Until Tuesday, we are still best friends. Talk, share everything with. But I felt some type of way about it, and I didn't say nothing, and it ate me up. And it was the one time we always talked about how we see the devil's so funny because I was like, oh my God, I wish we had class. 
never had class. And not one semester where we had class, we beefed the whole fucking time. Didn't say nothing. Sat next to each other. It was killing me inside. And so I was like, I can't do this no more. I can't. I let go of my pride. I don't even realize why I was upset about it anymore. I was like, I just missed my best friend. And we got over it. I can't even tell you what today, like today, what it was that caused me to be so angry that I was willing to just stop so sorry. But because I told you that was my style. I wasn't confrontational. So I just shut her off. And I do that a lot to people. I don't fuck with you. Like you're Casper to me. Because I just, I don't have the emotional uh, reserve to keep spilling and pouring into empty places. I just don't. Um, Go where you're loved. I always say that. Go where you're loved and where you're cherished. Um, But yeah, for those of you who have a friendship or who have a friend and you're feeling some type of way and they have no clue, you can't get upset. You can't treat them no funny way because they don't know what, what has made you upset. So you're feeling some type of way about somebody and they have no clue. They feel the change, the difference. They don't know why, but you're doing yourself a real injustice to feel like, oh, I really don't like this person. And you have no, you know why. And they, and they don't, that's so stupid to me. You're carrying this grievance against somebody and they are clueless. Unless it's just like really clear, like they said some real fucked up shit. They know it. You know it. Everybody's on the same accord and y'all don't like deal with each other no more. That's, that's different. But if they said something or they did something and they were fully unaware and you are upset and mad and holding that against them, you're not doing anyone any favors. Have a conversation say, Hey, this thing that you said really offended me. Here's why. If that's what you call your friend, because that's what you're supposed to do. If you could do that in your romantic relationship, why can't you do that with somebody that you claim is a friend unless they've never been a friend? Unless they've never been a friend. And then the person on the receiving end who feels a distance will be like, damn, this person was never my fucking friend. It's, it's, it's pain on both sides. So let's avoid these Shanquel situations and be open and honest and communicate with our friends when they have done something to hurt us or slight us. And if this person is really not your friend and you really don't deal with them, you don't have to be rude and disrespectful. But you don't have to be close either. But just because someone is not your friend, you don't have to disrespect them either. I hope we've all grown up. I hope we've all matured. And I hope that life has told us, like, we are not here for a long time. Okay? So remember what you say to people and how you treat people. It matters. And whether you think that it doesn't affect you, cool. But it will affect somebody else. I promise you that. This situation happened over, god damn, over 12, 13 years. Don't even recall. It's been that long. 
but I can still recant the whole situation today. And I left out some stuff because, I mean, you know, I don't need you to be pinpointing every, everything. <laughs> but I remember all of these things. I remember all of the mistreatment from the hands of people who I gave an opportunity to just get to know just a little bit of me. And even then, I didn't, like, we weren't even on the level of type of friendship that I am with people now. Or even people that I'm still friends with in college. So can you imagine just opening yourself up just a little bit? And that's what you get back. It's, oh my God, it's it's hurtful. It, it hurts. And um, it does shape you. It definitely does shape you. And it definitely shapes me. I am very guarded. And as much as I love to meet new people, <sighs> that trust level, and if it's not 100% reciprocated back and forth because friendship is reciprocated, do you really want to get to know me? Are you really sharing with me? Are you reaching out to me? Are you getting to know me? Are you, are you If you're not doing any of these things, and I understand as we get older, it's harder to make friends, but some people are just not receptive, and I get that. That's cool. Um, but I just don't do disrespect, and I feel so sorry for Shanquel. And it really triggered me heavily in which it, I just, I was thinking about it and reading the updates and I was like, I need to speak on this. And so I'm going to be done, but um, treat people nicely. God said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. And if you don't love yourself, well, there is therapy to figure out and discover why that is. Um, But treat people how you would want to be treated. And, um, yeah, let's cut off things that are not good for us. Friendships, relationships, whatever it is. If you have a feeling or inclination... Do yourself a favor. Cut it off. Okay? Anyways, that's uh, my long ass, (laughs) long ass talk for y'all. But I hope that that A, gives a little insight more into me um, and my experiences. And B, that it makes you think and reflect on how you have been treated and how you treat other people. Um, so thank you guys for listening and I can't wait to be dropping all the juicy relationship stuff that I know y'all probably looking for, uh, next week. All right. Take care guys. Bye.